Come on, you receive that? Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word. <laughs> but Vince, you didn't even know some of the things. What Next week, we're going to be starting a new series called One. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Amen. I might even start it this morning. Amen. <laughs> Good Lord. Amen. It's amazing what you can do when we come together as one. I received that word. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Just honor the Lord just for another moment, if you would. Just honor the Lord. Just close your eyes for a second. Just, just enjoy being in His presence right now. You may end up having to deal with something this week. You're going to need this moment. You're going to need the empowering that comes through these moments and through these times. Glory to you. Thank you, Jesus. You are a good God. Hallelujah. Mm. Ain't God good to us? Ain't he awesome? If you love him, just, 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 just let him know it for a moment. Amen? Just let him know it for a minute. Just tell him it somehow, some way. Just let him know that. Just let him know that you love him. Pastor Ralph said this, and I say it a lot, and so there's nothing wrong with it, especially if I say it. <laughs> just kidding. But I say this a lot, you know, don't, don't, don't praise him for, for what he's done. Just praise him for who he is. But I think we need to praise him sometime for what he has done and what he is doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. So just for a moment, just thank him for something he's done in your life. And if you breathe in this morning, he's done something for you. Well, if you got out of bed, you threw the covers back, put your clothes on, and got in here, he's done, he's done several things to get you in here. Sometimes we miss that, and we overlook what all he has really done for us, even to get us into this place this morning to receive worship and, and, and to give worship and, and to receive God's word. And we just forget that overlook. And he's done a lot for me. Amen. I got a lot to be thankful for, a lot to praise him for. Wow. Amen. Mm, that's good. That's good. Thank you, brother. Yeah, we go. And um, for those of you first-time guests, that was just the Word of God using prophet to give a word to the body. And uh, I'm thankful for the Word, and I received that. And um, we're glad that you're here this morning, whether it's your first time. Who, who was with us from the beginning? I just want to say, I don't ask this much. Who was with us from the beginning? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Now, if you weren't here in the beginning and you're here now, raise your hand up for just a second. Look at this. Look what God's brought us. Praise God. Let, let, let them know, man. This is awesome what God's doing and what He is positioning and who He's putting into place. And it's so incredible. And if this is your first time here today, just want to, we want to say thank you and, and, and uh, give you just a special greeting and let you know how much we love you. Uh, faith or need, whether you was here from the first or you just showed up now, let our first-time guests know that you appreciate them and that you love them. Amen. Hallelujah. Good, man. So good you're here. I want to go ahead and just give you a couple of quick announcements because I don't know what all God's going to do as this thing goes forward. So I want to give them to you now. Uh, there is an Escalate Kids Ministry and Parent Meeting over at the Orchard Parks facility today at, I believe, 4 o'clock. Is that right? 4 o'clock. Okay. So uh, 4 o'clock, that's about their big trip that's coming up this week. So make sure you go there for that, filling out some important paperwork and things that need to be done. So do that if you would. And also, I want to give a big push. Pastor Ralph, will I come up and share this at the end? Maybe even show you a little roll in to get you excited about this. But Thursday night here in this place, uh, we're going to be having something that is, is getting, the word's getting out and it's getting really, really 
pushed out there in the communities and the different areas, and there's a lot of other churches that are hosting this as well, but God's made it available, the facilities for us, so that we can host Town Hall for Hope with Dave Ramsey this Thursday night. So I want you to come out and be a part of that. This is a great opportunity to invite someone to come in and, uh, in a very non-threatening environment where they can come in and be encouraged and, and uh, be giving a word of hope uh, for the times that we're going in. Dave Ramsey felt like that he just has a word he wants to share with the people and uh, encourage them not to be a part of the recession. No, we don't have to be. Uh, as Brother Vince said, you know, we, we don't operate on this world's economy if we operate according to God's system. So, and that's what he wants to do. And there's nothing great about Dave Ramsey. I, I just want to go ahead and say that. I mean, he, he, he is not the answer, but I believe he has the answer. I believe I got an answer for some of your questions this morning. So I don't believe that's putting him in some position he doesn't belong in. I believe it is. I believe he's got a word he wants to just encourage. So do this. Free event. Somebody say free. Free is always good. Somebody said free, and, uh, but it is good. So just come out. It's going to be at 8 o'clock here at the theater, and uh, it's going to be a live uh, telecast, simulcast, something. All my other casts that you want to say that's going to be taking place. So it's going to be good. So come out and be a part of that. Hear what the, the word is that uh, God's laid upon Dave Ramsey's heart. And uh, so and just, just support that. Raise your hand like this. No, you left one. That was, my, that was your right, see? Okay. All right. If you got your hand up, I want you to be here Thursday night, okay? All right. So, uh, again, so don't miss that. I also want to say something about Wednesday nights. God's doing some cool stuff there. We just started a brand new series this, this week with our fireproof class. This is uh, round two. We already did one group and doing it again. So, if you're not a part of that yet and you want to be, you want you and your spouse to come, it's going to be a great time. So, come out on, on Saturday, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And, of course, there's always ministry for every, every group, every age happening. So, come out and be a part of that. You'll be glad. You did. Amen? Amen. Amen. Grab your sword. Don't cut yourself. Don't hurt yourself. And if you ain't ashamed of your word, hold it up. That's awesome. We're a word church around here. Just in case you're wondering, in case it is your first time, we believe the book. We believe it is his word, and we can live by it. Amen? Now do this. Take turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We've got about three folks excited about the word. Come on, somebody. Matthew 28. Some of you folks have never been in church like this. You say, man, what I got myself into. (laughs) It's all good. Somebody says, that's what I said. But you stayed. Amen. Because the Spirit of the Lord's here. There's liberty where he's at. I believe that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 28. I believe I got a word for you. Just like Dave. I believe I got a word for you this morning. I believe God's going to speak directly to your heart. And uh, he's going to do something in your life this morning. Amen. You believe that? You receive that? Matthew chapter 28. I want to read a few verses to you starting in verse 16. If you don't have your Bible, it will be on the screen. You can follow along free of charge. Free of charge. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. <laughs> I could stay there for a little while, camp out, but ain't that how it is? Just in situations, you come to a place and where he's at, and some will worship and some will doubt. I got news for you: those who worship get some, and those who doubt miss some. So just want to give you that encouragement. So if you're a doubter, change that, become a worshiper, and get what God has for you. So, and that was free. 
Wasn't even in my notes. That was free too. So uh, just become a worshiper. And verse 18 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now here's the big word for today. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them. To observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And somebody say that last word with me. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you for the word. God, it will change us if we will apply it, Lord. It will make us more like you, less like us. And that's the goal, God. Help us to become what you've called us to be, Christ-like. God, help us to serve. Help us to love, give. Do what you've called us to do today, God. And let this word today fall upon hearts that are ready to receive. Thank you for the word you've already spoken. And God, we receive that today, God. Now we walk into that next realm. God, we walk into that next place today, God, that you have for us. And thank you for providing it, Lord. Thank you for purchasing that for us. God, we receive it today. We receive you for who you are today, and we love you. And we just ask this now in your son's name. Say it with me one more time. Amen. 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 I do praise him for what he's doing. He's doing some exciting things. Amen. He's doing some incredible things. And uh, this morning, I'm going to attempt to uh, close out a series that we started a few weeks back entitled Off the Chain. And uh, I I believe that God's word is just off the chain. I believe the things he does for us is is off the chain. But we haven't taken that term just like that, that loosely. We've actually begun through this series talking about the power of taking the message of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the good news of what he has done for us off the chain and not just wearing his. Is it just a symbol or not just putting it on a t-shirt? And again, nothing wrong with those things, but there's so much more than what to what God's done for us. And so we should be taking that gospel message into a hurting world. So, so we started off week one just recognizing and took time to look at the power of the cross of Calvary, the power of what he did for us. And, and we looked at what it, what it is. And, and Justin sung the song so awesome and so beautiful that mighty is the power of the cross of Calvary. Amen? It's a powerful thing, and I love that. And the second week, we took time to look at what we should be doing as a church here in this building and here as a body, as a unified group, as we become the hospital for the hurting. Amen? As we become a hospital for hurting people and loving them right where they're at ministering to their need and meeting it right where they are. And that's the word even this morning that we're meeting physical needs and emotional needs. That's what God's called us to be. That's what he's asked us to do. And I believe that. And I love the power of corporate worship, the power of corporate prayer and intercessory prayer, and the power when we come together as a group and what what we can encounter during those times. It's incredible, and I love it. So thankful for that. And it's so cool, and I love that. And God's called us to do great things in this place. Now, last week we looked at the power of the resurrection. He came off the cross, got into a tomb, didn't stay there, amen? He got out of the tomb, it, the stone rolled away, and now he's alive and he's alive forevermore, amen? Give him a praise just for that. Just because he's alive. But the story doesn't even end there. Now, that's where I want to go this morning. We've talked about the power of the cross, what we do as a church, and, 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 and what we do and what he's given us and what he's provided for us when we, he took our sins upon a, a tree and, and died a cruel death for us, and when he conquered death, the grave, and he's alive forevermore. We celebrate those things, and I love that, but the story does not end there. There's more to it. 
And as Paul Harvey say, here's the rest of the story. There, here's more to what we are supposed to be doing with this thing. Now, we're called to carry this message into a hurting world. Now, have you ever just gotten somewhere and wondered, man, how did I ever get here? And even kind of look around and scratch your head and now wondering, what am I supposed to do now that I'm here? I get that a lot with God. I just, and that's, a, and that's a, not a bad feeling. He gets you into a place and you wonder, man, what, no, what do I do, God? I just want to listen to you and hear your voice and, and do what you tell me to do. And just that's the place I'm at. It's, it's kind of what happened here. This story is, is of, of what Christ done. It's incredible. It's amazing to think about how Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. We, we used to do a, a play in the church I grew up in as a kid, and, and it was from Christ's birth to judgment. It was the beginning of when he was born to, to the, the judgment seat when he comes back, and all these things that happen in between. And, and I love the story. It's, it's so neat. It's so incredible. You know, Jesus, uh, he was in the grave, and we had this big styrofoam rock in front of the tomb. Anybody ever, you know, played those in those, you know, parade those those plays? You ever participate in that? And the big styrofoam rock, you know, when Jesus, you know, ascends and the angel of the Lord steps out and, and the and the guy pushes the rock away and he's acting like it's real heavy and it's kind of bouncing because it's styrofoam. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe that was just me. All right, who saw that? But it, but it was really neat to see that. It was incredible and we really went all out in our church. It was really neat and we brought in a forklift. And we put Jesus on the fort lift. And we hid the fort lift behind the curtain. And he got out on the fort lift. And after he came back, they all the disciples gathered around. And he ascended up into heaven on the fort lift. Come on, somebody. Now, is that not awesome? That's cool, man. That's really neat. I love that. And, and you know, a lot of times I watch that, especially as a young kid. I'm sitting there, man, man, that's awesome. Man, that's, that's so neat. And that is just so amazing. It's kind of what happened in the story today. And it's kind of what took place and it's, it's kind of what happened and it's where I want to go today. A lot of times we look at that story and we celebrate what Jesus did last week and how he conquered and how he, he overcame all these things and how he ascended up into heaven. And a lot like the angels and the, or the disciples who were gathered around there, we're just like us as me as a little kid watching him go up in that, that fort lift. Man, it's saying, oh, that's so awesome. Acts records it very well. Acts puts it like this. It says that as, as he was being ascended into heaven, as he lifted up from the earth, and as he arose and went to the sky, his ascension was there, and he came just into the clouds, and he began to disappear. All the disciples, the Bible says, were just looking up there, and they were just amazed by what they were seeing. And what happens is, it's very similar to what I think we do as believers. We look at what he did for us. We even accept that. We finally come to a place of believing. We may be like Thomas, and we doubt for a while, and, and we struggle with some things for a while, and we worry, and we don't know if we really believe all that really happened, and he really did what he said he was going to do. I don't know if you're really alive, God, but maybe somewhere along the way, you have an encounter with him, and he says, put your hand here. T touch, touch this hole in my hand. And for something that's somewhere, no matter where it may happen for you, you encounter Christ. And you come to that place where you believe once again. Kind of what happened in the story. They were all amazed. And all these people, even Peter who doubted him three times, had a chance to redeem himself. And, and, and God made things right. And Jesus made sure before he left this earth that Peter understood, hey, just because you messed up, it's okay. That's a word for us. Amen? Just because this thing is, has, you, you've missed it just a little bit, it's, it's all right. Don't worry about that. You can still feed my sheep. 
You can still love me and do what I've asked you to do. But he's out on this mountainside and kind of just get a glimpse of this and, and get a picture of this in your mind. As he ascends to heaven, their heads are going up. And as he gets further away and as he begins to go into the clouds, they're looking and saying, man, I can see Peter and just, dude, I'm not going to doubt that again. Thomas said, oh, man, I, I'm going to give my life for these people. God, I'm going to do whatever I need to do for you now. Something's changed in me. Because remember this, something had to have happened because this was the same guys who took off running like a bunch of little schoolgirls when they saw him being beaten and being hung on a cross. They went and hid themselves. Now these guys, the same people who was, who was denying him and, and, and cursing around the campfire, saying, I don't even know who he is, now was willing to die and give their life for him. I mean, willing to lay everything down. Something changed for them. And a lot of times, this is what happens for us. We come to that altar. We come to that place. Or we come to the place where we encounter him. For me, as just a young man. It happened for me on my couch in my living room. I'm getting ready to celebrate 30 years with Jesus this year. Come on. Man. I know y'all thought I was about 14. But I mean... It, 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 30 years, just, I'm going to celebrate loving God. For three decades, I've given my life. I've, I've, I've lived for him. Yeah, I've messed up along the way, but he still loved me. Still used me, still called me. But something to change that day. But just like us and just like the disciples, we have that encounter with him. But yet when we see him go up, we stand there a lot of times and we're in that altar in that place a lot of times. And you say, God, I'm willing to die for you. I'm willing to give my life for you. But... You just find yourself just kind of staring up into the air and doing nothing about it. A little heavy in it. God, I, I believe in you now, Lord. But just kind of looking up in the air. It was really neat. Jesus used those same two guys, I believe, the same angels, dressed in white. We hear about them again. Heard about them last week, dressed in their tied, tied white, brilliance colors. And they come down, and they, they begin to appear to them. And they ask these guys this what are you standing here looking at? Why stand ye here gazing? The Bible says in Matthew, ye. Why, 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 why stand here in the King James? Why stand ye here? Why are you doing? What are you looking at? Didn't he just tell you to go? And I begin to think about that. A lot of times, and I, I think Jesus really understands our our weakness sometimes and how our, he, he, I believe I was around before uh, you diagnosed it. But my ADD, I believe I have when I was a kid. It was, wasn't diagnosed then. You know, they'd give me something for that. But I believe I got something at nine years old to help me with that on my couch named Jesus. But uh, it was, I mean, he, 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 he come in and changed my life. And, and, and we, we see this in a lot the same way. We just kind of stand back and we're gazing and looking and saying, man, that was awesome. But he's saying to do something. And I believe he keeps things simple for us for a reason. He, he preached this big three-chapter message in, in Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. And he just goes on. He brings this powerful truth, all these great words. He didn't do those things as he got ready to ascend. I love how Matthew records it. The very last things that Jesus said kept it very simple. He said, now you just need to go. Now, why do we make that so hard? Why, why do we do that in, in, in such a way? Why do we miss these things so many times? We make it harder than what it is. He's saying, now go. He's already did all that needed to be done for us. 
And all he asks us to do is now you just go and share that. You just go and take this message now. And God has this huge plan that he wants to unfold. And what's amazing to me and blows my mind is he gives this plan to us to see it happen. Now, I'm not going to try to lay some big heavy load on you because as we go into next week and get into some things, it's going to be really neat to find out how powerful it is as we come together as one, how God does things. But, but just think for a moment. He's laid this thing on us, and he's put some things even in our hearts. And, and, and the word was even quoted earlier out of Joel. that The Bible says that he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He's going to do all these things, and he is. I believe that. I'm so thankful. I believe I'm living in a generation that's going to encounter God unlike anything we've ever heard before, ever seen, ever experienced God. I believe we're part of that generation. Amen? I am anyway. I'm going to get mine. But, I mean, it's going to be incredible to see that. And he said he's going to pour out his spirit. But a lot of times we look at scriptures like that right there, and we think we can just sit back and say, well, God's going to pour it out. He is going to pour it out. But he's not going to pour it on anybody who's not looking for it who's not ready for it, who's not willing to walk in it. There's not just going to be some just like a drive-by spiriting, like there is a drive-by shooting, amen? And you just may get in the crossfire of it. You may get hit, and you may get... No, it's not going to be like that. I don't know if... Did you ever see the movie Mrs. Doubtfire? Before y'all got saved, I know, amen. Uh, but but I, I love that movie, really neat, you know. You know, you got Robin Williams dressed up like Mrs. Doubtfire and, and wanting to spend time with his kids. And he sees this guy come in and, and begin to spend time with the kids that he loved and the wife that, that he, he, he loved. And he watched these things. And one time as, as Pierce Brosnan, agent 007, walks by, he pops him in the head with a piece of fruit. <laughs> and Pierce is looking around and Mrs. Doubtfire, it was a drive-by fruiting deer. You know, it was a hello, dear. And, and you, you think about that for a second. I mean, y'all didn't know I could do that, did you? But, but it, it, it's not going to happen like that in the spirit realm. Don't think, well, just because I show up and I'm in the vicinity, I may get mine. There's some partial truth to that. But I tell you, he will get it. The worshiper, not the doubter. It, it will be for those who are looking for that and who are ready to receive and walk in that. Now, he did some things, and he says some things to us, and I believe he keeps it simple. Go. Go. You may have heard the story, and I think it's very fitting for where we're at today. Uh, I believe, again, no proof to this in the Word. We can't back this up, but it, maybe something like this happened. Use your imagination. But Jesus ascended into heaven. The disciples were gazed up into the sky, and the, the angels were saying, go. And Jesus comes into glory, and he runs into angel, the Mi Michael angel. And he comes up, and I don't know what they were doing. Again, use your imagination. Give them some fists, pump, man, high five, whatever it is. Jesus, that was awesome. Man, that was amazing. What, what, tell me what all happened. What all happened? And Jesus begins to unfold the story. Yeah, I, I gave my life for them. I went to earth, and I know I left this beautiful place called heaven, and I took on the form of man, and I stepped down and stepped into a skin suit, and, and I gave my life for those guys, and, and I died on the cross, and I conquered death, I conquered hell, all these things, and now I'm ascended, and all these things that I gave my life for him, and it was just so amazing. And Michael was, man, you're awesome. Now what? Now what are you going to do? Well, I left those guys. Remember the disciples that hung out with me and the followers who used, to, who used to follow me around and watch some of the things? I left them to go and do the work now. 
story goes on to say that Michael was like, are you serious? Jesus, are you, you are kidding me, right? I I can't believe you. Are you serious? He's stunned and he goes on to say maybe something like this. Finally, he he managed to utter some words. You mean that ragtag group of jealous, petty, slow to learn, slow to get it, group of uneducated losers. You're going to entrust all that you have done, all the blood, the sweat, and the tears that you've shed to that motley crew to finish your precious work? God, you've got to be kidding me. And Jesus just kind of sits there silent and says nothing. You've got to be kidding me. What's plan B? And Jesus looks at Michael and he says, Michael, there is no plan B. Think about it for a moment. There is no plan B. He's entrusted all that he did to those guys. They did their part somewhere along the way. Someone did their part along the way to get you here today. Now think about that. Somebody did something, whether they they shared the gospel or just said, man, something's going on in the theater. you got to get to. This is really neat what God's doing over there. Whatever it is, somebody took plan A, executed it, used it, and there is no need for a plan B. And Jesus understands that. But here's the deal. We've got to choose to participate in plan A. And it's where we're at today. We've got to choose to participate and be a part of what, what he has asked us to do because here's how it is. There are no other plans. What if someone would have dropped the ball? What if someone would have missed the mark and would not have said, Hey, Jesus loves you. Come to church. Man, this guy died for you. Man, it's an amazing story. What if someone would have missed that? You're here today because they executed plan A, and that's what God has asked us to do. You mean, you telling me this, Pastor? You mean this big old assignment, all these things, all that he has, into, he, he has entrusted this to me? My answer is, is yes, he has. Now, now, let it settle for a second. I'm not trying to put no guilt trips on nobody. And again, next week, I believe it's really going to open up our eyes to some things that God's going to do. But think about it for a second. He's laid this now to us and given this to us. And now he says, I want you to just go. We call this, this, this portion of Scripture the Great Commission. We call this portion of Scripture the Great Commission because of what God says to us and, and what he brings into our life and the things he challenges us with. So I want to look at, for a few moments, if you'll give it to me, just a couple of things that makes this thing so great, that makes this so important, and why we have to do this, why we can't just go out of here and just stand here gazing, even just just say, well, that was a good word. It's why we have to execute plan A. It's why he's given us the Great Commission. The first thing I want to give you is this. The very first reason I believe this is the Great Commission, because first of all, how great is the authority that's been given to us. Verse 18, Jesus says this. He says, I have all authority. Now, now just get elementary for just a moment. If he has all authority, how much authority is left over? That's it. There's none. Now, if he gives us what he has... If we're joint heirs with him, if we have what he has and can do what he does and can say what he said and he can give us all he he has, how much authority now do we have? How much does the enemy have? 
Now, why is it that we're not fulfilling the Great Commission when all authority in heaven and earth has been given to us? Why is it so difficult so many times for us to do just simple things that God asked us to do and, and just share these things when we have been given all authority? Now listen, this is huge. This is a big deal. If you understand your authority, nothing can stop you. If you, if you understand the authority that's been placed in your hands, it doesn't matter what the enemy does to you. And, and at my position, I hear these things that the enemy's doing, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm there to encourage and challenge and equip you to, to walk in the authority that you have. But listen, if we understood the authority that God has given us, and we're dealing with stuff, when we're going through things, we'll recognize that this thing's not going to take me out because the authority that he has compared to the authority I have doesn't exist. Now listen, we have been given these things. This is huge. This is the Great Commission. Now listen to this. Out of dictionary.com, back me up, make sure I don't, you don't think I'm lying. Listen to what commission, the, even the word itself means, and I'm so glad we use this. It's the act of committing or giving in charge. It's an authoritative order, charge or direction. Just let this settle. Relate this to what Jesus asked of us. He, it, is, it is the authority granted for a particular action or function. He has it, gave it to you. It's a document granting such authority. Do, do you see what's happening? It's the document that he's given us called the Bible that is granting the authority. Verse number five, it's a document conferring authority issued by the president of the U.S. to officers in the Army, Navy, and other military services by the state government to justices of the peace and to others. Not Obama, not Bush, not none of these guys giving us this, but the head of state. The head of the country, the, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, who has given us and commissioned us to do these things. Number six, it is the power thus granted. Number seven, the position or rank an officer in any of the armed forces. <laughs> wow. The authority to act as an agent for another. That one's important. It's the authority to act as an agent for another. You do realize that when he ascended, he left. Now, he sent something that we can walk in, the Holy Spirit, and, and it's what we have now to do what he did. But he says some things to us, and he done this. I believe he gave us the authority to act as his agent. Paul himself, the one whose life was changed and, and whose heart was turned around, who used to kill Christians, now became one and gave his life and wrote two-thirds of what we study in the New Testament, who did all these things for us. He said this, we're called to be ambassadors for Christ. You know, an ambassador can walk into a foreign country with the same power, the same authority that was given to them by the president. If we can take Bill and, and, and just and, and just 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 Bill and, and the President of the United States can call him and make him an ambassador, send him into Peru, and, and if he walks into Peru as an ambassador of the United States, these guys are going to treat him the same way they'd have to treat Obama. Might get, might get rough, but listen, that might get rough, but listen, an ambassador. God's called us to be 
his representative. And this is why, because we can operate in the authority he gave us. It's a great, it's a great commission because it's great authority that God's placed in our hands. The second one is this. Great is not only the authority that's been given to us, but great is the mission that was given to us. Now listen. Make disciples of all nations. That's a heavy load. That's a heavy load, but I know this. You know, God will never give us more than we can handle. Somebody like, man, I'm real close. God, are you sure that's true? I'm, I'm there. I'm teetering on the edge. You may be teetered, but he's not going to push you over. Recognize your authority and you'll never cross that line. You'll never go over the edge. You will win every time. I believe that. Now listen to me. It's true. But he said, now great is the mission to go forth and to share this. He said in verse 20, Matthew 28, just teach them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. So they don't have to go make up something. They don't have to go and just try to work something out and try to get some, prepare some great message. And, and I got a lot of freedom when I understood that. But if I would just, just begin to teach and share what God teaches me and shows me, it's a whole lot easier. I don't have to make up nothing to impress anybody. Just teach his word and it's enough. So he did this. You just take now and teach and share what I have commanded you now to do. And it's what he's called us to do. We use a term like I'm discipling someone. And I love that term. I think it's great when we disciple someone and help encourage them in the walk. And we have a Barnabas ministry here at our church for that reason, to do those things. When we're discipling someone, what we're doing is teaching them what we know. Just sharing the things that we have. But what happens a lot of times is that we come into a place and we get and we get and we get, but we never give and we never share and we wonder why there is no fruit in my life. Now, this ain't knocking nobody. This is going to help us because I've been there. When he gives us something, the reason he gives it to us is to give it to someone else. If you have finances in your account, if he gives you money, you show up on Friday and get a paycheck, the reason he blesses you is for you to bless someone else. The reason he blesses you is, is to first of all bless and sow your tithe and give those things to God. But he blesses us to be a blessing to others. He does that for us. And all he's asking us to do is just, take, just simply take what has been put in and let it out. I got a real revelation of this the other day. Angel asked me, she said, we have this big old pot out beside our house. And this thing's like this. And it's full of, I don't know how much pot and soul is in that bad boy. It's, it's a lot of, lot of pot and soul. And there were some flowers that she kept planting. Now listen, she would water them. They had sunshine. They had everything that they needed. They had this nice topsoil. They were put in there. But these plants kept dying. I'm like, man, we're spending harder money on these plants that are dying. What's up? And she, she understood this. I didn't because I don't have a green thumb. She said, Terry, I need you to do something for me. I need you to drill holes in the bottom of this pot. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So... I picked this thing up, man. I thought I was strong until I picked this thing up, and it was heavy, and I finally made it over to the bed of my truck. And I was struggling. This, it, pretty good size, but I thought I was a pretty big boy. I could handle it. I got this thing up and got it to the edge of my truck. And when I finally raised it up and lifted it up to the edge, I took my drill, and I went up underneath this thing, holding it with one hand, and I began to drill this pot. Found out it was plastic. Didn't know that. But uh, and I saw, <laughs> 
I really felt bad then. I couldn't pick up a plastic pot. But I mean, I, I took my drill and I drilled up into this thing. And before I could hardly get it through, the drill bit started piercing that thing. And as I did, water began to come out and got on my drill. It was nasty. And all of a sudden, I got a whiff of something that about knocked me backwards. I should have made her drill this thing. You know, I should have held it and let her drill. That's what I should have done. Go ahead, Angel. But no, I was being a servant, fireproof in my marriage. And I was over there, and I was drilling this thing out. And as I did, I let that pull that drill out, and it just began to... And man, it stunk. What was happening was this. All the right things was going into it, but nothing was ever coming out. God bless and water and rain, gifts from God, sunshine, clouds open up, shine down on these little plants and kept dying. Nothing was coming out. Now I drilled a couple more holes, held my nose. And now if you walk by that pot, there's some of the nicest, prettiest little flowers you've ever seen. So what happens to God's people? Nobody in this church, because we all let things out and release things, and we never do this. But man, you ever been by a stinky Christian? <laughs> You've been by one of those. Now listen, it's what happens when we get this stuff in. I'm telling you, if you're going to come to this church, you're going to get some word in you. You're going to get some sunshine, and you're going you're gonna to get it on a cloudy day, and like the month of May, all this stuff. You're going to get some truth when you come into this church. I'm going to bring some life to you. I will, I will preach truth to you. But if all you ever do is let it come in, and you never release that, you'll begin to stink after a while. And you may can put something on top of it for a little while, and you may can put some nice plants, and you may can dot it up, make it real pretty, but what's going to happen is those roots are going to die, they will rot is exactly what happens, and that's what I was thinking. A little rotten. But if you'll just let it out. So simple. Rain comes in, it comes through, does its job, and goes straight out. And we have beautiful flowers. Nothing hard about it, just a little drill bit. Nothing hard. All we have to do is this. When God gives us the word and when it comes into our life, and when he places the word inside of us, just begin to share it. You don't have to preach it. You don't have to do all these things. Just share it. And it's what he said to us when he told us to go. Great is our authority. Great is the mission. The third one is this. And this is why we can do it today. This is why this message doesn't have to be, oh, man, he's pushing me down, making me go to work more for him. No, because this is how this thing works. Great is the promise. Great is the promise. He said this. He said... I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Do you understand? He wasn't asking these guys to do anything that they couldn't handle because he was going to send his spirit to help them with that. Do you understand that there's nothing that could come against us as long as he's on our side? As long as he's with us and, and, and as long as he's, 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 he's with us and we recognize that, the Bible says that we can do all things through him. It doesn't matter. We can accomplish anything. There's, there's nothing that can hold us back when we recognize these things. Now, here's the question. Who is it that God's called you to reach? Well, I, if I could, boy, if I could play the guitar like Charlie, man, I'd I, I, man, I minister. I say that a whole lot. Y'all be better be glad I can't play the guitar. 
I just play while I preach and walk around. Just, just come on, Jesus. I mean, I, nothing would stop me, I'm telling you. But he, he knew I'd do that, so he didn't give me that gift. But listen, don't look at somebody else's gift. He's giving every one of us the opportunity to release what's been put in us. And what's really neat is this. The promise that he will be with us. The promise that you're not doing it alone. We're on our way to on a mission trip to Peru. And, and we were talking about this the other night at our fireproof uh, retreat cookout and and we were talking about this trip and donnie was supposed to be in a chair and on the on the plane and ended up giving me that chair he wasn't being a servant trust me it was a rough chair this thing was in bad shape but i was being a, being a man of god giving for the kingdom and and i i went and sat in this chair and as i sat down beside this lady it was just god using donnie to be obedient to get me in a place in a position to share good news because he placed me beside a lady who knew a little bit of english and I knew very little Spanish. But as we sat there and began to talk, and she began to share with me and began to talk about what was going on in her daughter's life and that she was flying into the city to be with her daughter. And, and the best words that I can, I, I began to tell her that, that Jesus loved her and that, that stripes were taken for this, this daughter of hers is healing. And I began to talk to her and ask her if she was a Christian. Does she, does she know Jesus? And it was just very broken down, very messed up. But let's begin to share with her and talk to her. And in a plane over South America, led her to Jesus. Now listen to me. Nothing great about me. Just letting out what somebody else put into me. Didn't have to study for it. Just received it and released it and let it out. Begin to use that and just begin to share with her. And I found our interpreter who was in the front of the, of the plane. And I got him back there to confirm all this stuff and make sure I didn't introduce her to Jesus. And you know what I'm saying? And not Jesus. You know, I want to make sure I didn't mess this thing up. But I, 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 got, her, I got her back there and, and we got all this stuff confirmed. And, and this was what's awesome. When she leaves this earth, she's going to heaven. <laughs> and, and all she had to do was just release what was put in her. And I believe this. I believe she got to a hospital room in that next city. And I believe she went into a hospital walking in an authority that she didn't have before somebody put something inside of her. And I believe that she walked in an anointing that she didn't have until somebody just released something into her life. And I believe that she walked into the hospital room. And I, maybe it was just me, but I believe she laid her hands upon her daughter. And I believe God healed her. And I believe this. I believe she shared the Jesus that she knew with her daughter. And her daughter gave her life to Christ. And there's no telling what else has happened along the way. What's going on in a little city in Peru right now. Just because somebody would just give themselves. And there's no end. No end to what God's going to do through this house. When long, just, as long as we'll do this. Just release what's been put inside of you. Just share. He took them around and showed them all these great things. And they got to watch him go up. And he just simply said this, just go. Just go. Just teach. Just share. Just say. The word of God that come to us today will be fulfilled. When, when God's people walk in that authority, walk in that mission, accept it, walk in it, and begin to move in what God has given us as his people. Amen. Stand with me if you would, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Jesus. Man, time goes and flies by when you're having fun. I want to do this. We've got time to do it. Just bow your heads for a moment. Just close your eyes for just a second. I want to challenge you with this one last time. Grab this today. There is no plan B. There is no plan B. And there's no greater feeling than being part of plan A. There's nothing any greater. I promise you. I I love preaching in front of groups, but it's not near as rewarding and satisfying as me just sitting in that airplane leading somebody to Jesus. Me and Tim was in a restaurant one day and God opened up a door. We just began to share truth and we led someone to, to, to God. Just sitting in a restaurant. There's nothing any greater than those things than just being a part of plan A, being a part of the plan. I don't know what to say. He's with you always. If you'll just make yourself available and begin to, to just even just speak, I'm telling you, God will do this. He'll give you words. And you'll say, man, where'd that come from? He'll do that for you. But here's how it works. I'm going to challenge all of us in just a moment to be a part of plan A. But here's the deal. First of all, you have to receive that plan A. You have to. I made a, I made a, a vow to God. I wouldn't take a, take a stage and, and, and take a microphone and not give this opportunity. Listen to me. If you're not, first of all, part of plan A, if you've never received him, you are missing out on the most, most incredible encounter, life-changing experience, and that's a walk with Jesus Christ. It's a walk with him. It's a relationship with him. And, and, and it's being in a place to where you, you just totally just release yourself over to God. There are people in this room today who haven't done that. There are people today in this room who, who have never done it. There are people in this place today who maybe at some point said, yeah, I, I, I may give this thing a shot, but there's no relationship with you. He wants to restore today. He wants to give you new life today. As your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if that's you, and if you don't know Christ, and, or if you want to just recommit your life back to Him, just right there where you're standing. Just simply just say something like this, Jesus, thank you for paying the price for me. Thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for making salvation available to me. I recognize that you died in my place. I recognize that God raised you from the dead, and I believe that. I confess that with my mouth today. And I accept you today as my Lord. And I walk in newness of life today. And I thank you for the promise, the great promise, that you'd never leave me. You would always be with me even until the end. Thank you, Jesus. And just heads are, heads are still bad, eyes still closed. You may have given your life over to him. You may have recommitted your life to him today. I want to encourage you to do this. Just simply, nobody will do anything to point you out and make you come here and give a speech or nothing. But there's, a, there's a phone number, there's an email on the, in our bulletin on the, underneath the Barnabas ministry. You need to be discipled. You need somebody to just continue to pour into you and release some things into your life so that you can just release those things to someone else. But if you're here today and you prayed that and you just said, I, I've recommitted, I've given my life to Him or whatever it may be, I want you to slide your hand up real quick in the air. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who else? Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who else? Come on, somebody. God's doing some stuff. Amen. Praise God. 
Thank you for that recommitment. Thank you for that life change. Can we praise God for that just for a minute, church? Come on. God, you're good. Ah, praise you, Lord, for those lives changed.